This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 637. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out MarkingOut.com. Check us out over on Spotify or wherever else you may be listening to podcasts. Give us a like over on Facebook. Give us a follow on Instagram, MarkingOut11. On Twitter, MarkingOut. Follow us on Twitch and also on TikTok. Make sure that you're also following us separately, individually, at DavidPTDPT, at BTTG161 on both Instagram and Twitter, and also follow CMSweeney85, a.k.a. Chris uh, Swingdog. But you do not want to miss out on your chance to buy an amazing, gorgeous, beautiful, handsome, top-notch t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Buy a t-shirt. And I am Dave the Rave. And I am here with Brandon. And later on, Chris is going to be stopping by. Chris was the birthday boy this week celebrating his birthday. But until we have that big old birthday celebration, it's going to be Brandon. Brandon, how art thou? I'm doing awesome as always. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm getting the vibe that I probably should uh, move, take a step back from the microphone a little bit. Are you doing well or are you doing good? Yeah, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing medium well or well done. I'm doing well. Doing great. Doing amazing. How was your week? Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. Um, my week was good. Busy. Busy, busy, busy. Um, this weekend, I was just exhausted. We have at, we had at Final Frontier, we had our over 10-hour class uh, over the course of the weekend. So it was a an exhausting weekend where I just wanted to rest. I wanted to take it nice and easy. So that's what I did. I found out that I've been slacking. I didn't realize that season four of Doom Patrol was out. Is that the finale? I want to say I hope not, but I don't know. I mean, they never said final season. There's that rumor going around that uh, Warner Brother Discovery is interested in WWE. Yeah, I saw that. Brother, I don't want that garbage company (laughs) anywhere near WWE. They They don't know what they want. Yeah, that's going to be fine with AEW. Like, don't don't take WWE down with your company. WB is the way to be. But yeah, Doom Patrol started watching that. Very happy that's back. I mean, this entire Max HBO, whatever it is. I don't know how that's. Yeah. So it's just Max. I mean, I should still get it because we pay for HBO on cable. Yeah. I'll be I'm, disappointed if it changes. I DM them and they said I should still get it. So okay, good. 
I don't know. I hope that this isn't the finale of Doom Patrol, but if it is, I hope that it's like it's a good season finale. They've well, never they say they've never said that this is the final season. Doom Patrol canceled. No, it's never been canceled, to my knowledge. Both Titans and Doom Patrol have been canceled by HBO Max. That was January 2023. No. With their fourth seasons being both the series last. Canceled? Yeah, I told you it was canceled. I knew it. I knew it. That sucks. Well, hopefully they could uh, reprise the roles, maybe in like Peacemaker. I feel like that would be a good place for Doom Patrol is on Peacemaker. But the characters and everything like that. Especially because it's all DC Universe. I guess Titans would be the same thing, right? I would assume that they would have to fight to... Once they they put out Peacemaker, mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to fight for more seasons, it seems. Uh, that sucks. Because I feel like with HBO, I mean, the best... The things that I've been watching has been Doom Patrol, Titans, and Peacemaker. I should just stop watching shows that that uh people end up liking and they won't get canceled uh i don't know i mean there's other t-shirts tv shows that (laughs) i think hbo screwed up on by not picking up for more seasons yeah we'll see what happens with it all you know i mean they they announced that they're gonna have a game of thrones another game of thrones prequel a harry potter tv show well i guess series i think that debuts on max yeah, so it's going to be very interesting to see what they end up doing. I mean, it just sucks. They, to... I, I think they, they, they canceled the Garcias, which sucked. Yeah, I know you were a fan of that. It's yeah. weird that they're canceling all these shows that have been predominantly good. I don't know if, if like, if the reviews and, like, ratings-wise, the Garcias did good, but mm-hmm. I, I think it should have 100% been picked up for another season. I don't know what they're going to do because, I mean, the superhero stuff always sells, it seems. But after they remove that, they really don't have anything else. It's going to be a... I guess we'll have to see because they have that entire DC Universe reboot. And with HBO... Yeah, but those are just movies. So, and that's what HBO, their Warner Brother Discovery specifically, I believe, said they're moving away from the TV series. So... Huh. I don't know what they would... And they don't want the, the family-friendly content or whatever. So I, don't, I have no clue what HBO Max is looking for. It, it's not HBO Max. It's just everybody in general. It's Warner Brother Discovery. Huh. That's like the, the show Chad was pulled from TBS like the, the week before it was supposed to premiere. Mm-hmm. And like, it was like season three or whatever. And then all of a sudden, boom. Where's that? Why is that pulled? People, were, I was watching the show. Maybe it's just the shows that you watch too. But what about you? How was everything? Yeah. How was your week? It was good. It's just the same old, same old. I went to Cheesecake Factory again. I <laughs> made more did sauce, the, which did they know I made where, differently? Did they know your order and what table you no, wanted again? No, no. And I was, dude. When I got there, the there was a different hostess or whatever. Uh huh. Which this has nothing to do with what happened to follow. Uh-oh. But they sent us to a table, and we get to the table. It's not set. Ugh. It was still all, like, it was all dirty and stuff. Why do that? So they had to go bust the table, and there was another empty table. 
and another empty table. But we had to wait for that specific one, and a, and a party that came in after us was sat before us, and I was like, "This is kind of annoying." Oh, I would, I would have. Why didn't you just go sit at the other table? Because they already they went and sat another par- uh, party. I don't know. I I would have put up a, an argument about that. I'm not. I would, I'm not gonna like argue. Why? We just I- wait. Do I think they should have? maybe compensated and given a like a cheesecake piece or something yes but i'm not gonna why would they compensate you for that they would have just given they should have just given you a table yeah they should have given us a table but because they weren't and made us wait in the middle of everybody for them to bus it Hmm. you should write about it you should write into them dear cheesecake factory no just say what would chelsea green do yeah you know i should ask for the manager yeah you should get that T-shirt next time and wear it. <laughs> but yeah, so everybody go buy the Chelsea Green T-shirts. WWE.com. WWE shop, yeah, yeah. Fanatics but, announced they are they're extending that deal with WWE, which is unfortunate. Mm, tell me about it. That uh, uh, an NWO shirt went viral this week. Yeah, it was the NWO slash WWE. <laughs> I mean, that was. But it's because it was. I think. So it's the the T-shirt itself was purchased through Fanatics website, not WWE Shop. So everyone's like trashing WWE Shop over it. Yeah, because everybody else that was, I guess, talking like responding was saying that their shirt doesn't have that on there. Yeah, I went and checked mine. Mine is normal. <laughs> Mine's a good one. And somebody posted a link and had a hot topic link and it's that same t-shirt. So I think maybe fanatics uses like different stock. I don't know why they would have that. Their website should also reflect what is being sold, but, Uh but WWE shop, I think if you purchase it through them, you're getting the actual NWO Wolfpack shirt versus the, the weird WWE logo being there for no reason. I mean, maybe that guy person bought it from, Hot Topic or wherever. No, he bought it from Fanatics. It's from Fanatics. So, and if you go to Fanatics website, it's not the right picture. I think their picture should should show the the one from Hot Topic. Yeah, of course. You should. It should show what it is. Yeah. I mean, it isn't that false advertising. Yeah, technically. I mean, but again, I'm sure if if you contact Fanatics, they would maybe take care of it. True, but maybe True. not because fanatics. It's just been a hole in the head dealing with them right. through WW Shop. So I hear you. Well, let's get on to it. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which even before Monday Night Raw kicked off, they announced that the Bloodline will be facing Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle at Backlash, which. Looks a little different than what I was thinking was going to be the match at Backlash because Cody Rhodes is now elsewhere and Roman Reigns is not there. Yeah. And I don't know why they wouldn't announce this on Monday Night Raw. Especially with what, I mean, took place and stuff. It only made sense that it would be announced, like, then. Yeah, like, tied into the opening where we had the the bloodline. We had the Judgment Day interrupt them, but it turned out that Roman Reigns approved of it. Except only Paul Heyman and Solo Sokoa knew about it. Mm-hmm. And Paul Heyman addressed Finn Balor not being happy about the deal 
which I think is good to cover that storyline-wise because Finn Balor had problems with Roman Reigns. Yeah. And uh, I liked the, the aspect of it where no matter where Solo went in the ring, Rhea Ripley switched. Yeah, I like that she was like right right with him. And then Paul Heyman announced that Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle will face the Judgment Day in the main event of Monday Night Raw. He announced that Solo Sokoa would smash Rey Mysterio. It was also announced that uh, Bad Bunny is going to be on Monday Night Raw next week. In Chicago, the best in the world returns. <laughs> and that leads into the first match of the evening, which I think all of this flowed very well. I agree with you. We saw Solo Sokoa pick up the victory over Rey Mysterio. But I don't get Rey Mysterio being out there without the LWO. Yeah, I noticed that too. I mean, after everything that took place and, and stuff like that, I was surprised that LWO wasn't out there. We had the Bloodline and the Judgment Day leave for the match. But how do you enter a situation against the Bloodline and the Judgment Day without backup? I mean... We did eventually see the Usos come out. We saw the LWO make that save, but I feel like... It should have been from the start. Yeah, had they maybe if they were there from the start, we wouldn't have had Rey Mysterio get distracted like that and then lose. Yeah, exactly. And we saw the Bloodline jump the LWO afterwards, and it got good heat if it wasn't piped in. I, I couldn't yeah, tell if it, it got, was piped in or not. So I, I thought it got a great reaction. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I thought it was awesome. But next up, you had Bianca Belair pick up the victory over Dakota Kai. Um, I don't know. It was I, I was hoping that Dakota Kai would get a victory on Raw, but oh, come you're on. not. Yeah, but she's not getting a victory <laughs> against Bianca Belair. I enjoyed the match, but I knew the outcome. Exactly, like you knew the outcome. I want Dakota, especially with uh, Sane picking up the victory recently. I wanted to see Dakota Kai pick up the victory. But when you're putting her against Bianca Belair, you know the outcome. You know Belair is picking up that victory. But Dakota Kai did get a lot in in this match, and she was able to reverse a lot of the big moves. Very true. She used Bianca Belair's ponytail to reverse the, the first KOD. She reversed the, the Glam Slam attack. So, yeah. she did get stuff in. Yeah, she was on top of it. After that, we saw Cody Rhodes come out, call Brock Lesnar out, and instead it was Adam Pierce who tried to shut it all down because Cody Rhodes wasn't even medically cleared to be there. Cody instead grabbed a chair, and Adam Pierce had a bunch of security guards come out. A bunch of security guards. And then Brock Lesnar showed up looking beyond badass, looking like Sting. Yeah, it was, was weird that farmer. there was like so many. Uh, security guards just for Cody. Well, I think it was more so for Brock. Yeah. But we see in the segment, we see Adam Pierce begging Cody for, for him to not do anything. He's like, I'll, I'll give you the match at Backlash. That match is official. But Cody didn't care. He wanted Brock. He started taking security guards out. And before Cody could get to Brock, Brock left. Yeah, he was just like, no, I'm good. Brock Lesnar so, coming out looking like the Undertaker 2.0. Uh, 
Well, I said Sting, but Sting 2.0. Yeah, Sting with yeah, yeah. That's true with the bat. I mean, he didn't have the bat, but he had like the the. It was like the duster, whatever you would call it. Yeah, but he needed the bat in there. Brock know? doesn't need a bat. Sting needs a bat. Brock needs face paint. Brock's a beast. Brock needs beast face paint. But uh, Cody continued to take out the security, and then he was interviewed later on about getting the match at Backlash, and he was, I guess, apologetic towards Adam Pearce for doing what he did. He was also baffled that it was him who was held back by all the security and not Brock Lesnar, and that Brock Lesnar just walked away. He didn't go through all the security. No. Like we would normally see. I mean, you, I mean, recently we saw Brock Lesnar going after the, um, who like he was brawl. He would break through the brawling and yeah. trying to just get to like Bobby Lashley during that thing. You know, yeah, so it's a different Brock. And Brock left. We saw Brock leave after that. Even yeah, he was he was good. He was good. But next up, you had Seth Rollins pick up the victory over the Miz. I believe Miz? this match was supposed to take place last week, or no? No, last week it was Riddle versus The Miz, I think. Miz attacked Seth before the match, too. Yeah. But I don't know why this match was happening. Nothing else for them to do? I didn't I didn't understand whatsoever, and I went into this, like, why is this match happening? Maybe I just don't remember why it's happening. Uh-huh. But, I, like, maybe it's like a... a, a to, change Seth to being a face or something? Seth is a face. Uh, I mean, they're still like... He skates a line. Yeah, but he's a face. I mean... He skates a line, though. Before he skates a... Yeah, but before WrestleMania, he was a face. I don't... I, you, could, I just... you could say don't agree. I, I, I believe before WrestleMania, Seth Rollins was totally a face. He was not a heel. I just feel what he does is still heelish. Um, I don't think that to be a face, you have to stay 100% face the entire time. I mean, look at Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone right, Cold, no, I, I agree with that. You know. But you put put him against somebody who the fans just hate. Yeah. And this match, I I mean, they did that was, against Logan Paul, too. Yeah. But I thought this match was fantastic. Yeah. Agreed. This was a really good match. I think the best match on Monday Night Raw this week. Yeah. Maybe the best match in wrestling this week. That yeah. double arm DDT that Miz did, I thought was fantastic. He, like, I'm held on to it. Yeah, I'm definitely a DDT mark. Not, not du- did I say double arm? You said double arm. No, I just meant du- the double DDT. Double DDT, yeah. Where he, like, he rolled through. Yeah, yep, yep. And then at one point we saw Miz go for the skull crushing finale from the top rope, which would have been nuts if yeah, that Miz hit sick. it. <laughs> but Seth Rollins eventually turns that into that superplex and Falcon Arrow combo that he does and eventually goes on to hit that stomp and picks up the victory. But I think everybody should go watch that match. Well I agree. Done. Actually, I'm going to disagree with you. In regards to what? I believe that I don't remember if it was this week or if it was last week. Main event: Tyler Bate versus Dolph Ziggler. Was that last week or this week? 
I don't know. Tyler Bate versus that... Dolph Ziggler was good, but it wasn't this. It wasn't as good as this. Oh, I thought don't that even that... try to say that. I thought that that was phenomenal. That match was like three minutes long, but it was phenomenal. Tyler Bate versus uh, Dolph Ziggler, and the crowd was so behind it, so behind it. Yeah, I know uh, Nikki Nikki Cross faced Isla Dawn, and I want to watch that. Yeah, I saw that too. I thought that that was pretty cool because Nikki Cross was saying that uh, she was the opponent for Isla, some of Isla Dawn's first pro wrestling matches. I think in Glasgow. Glasgow. So it's pretty cool what they're doing on main event. You know, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had a, a video that aired of Bronson Reed, where he's now known as Mr. Nice Guy. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Which didn't, I mean, it, I don't know if that makes sense. But it doesn't. We go into seeing Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory, which Why I was guess. He, he's, ne- he's never been a nice guy. He's been a nice guy. He's, he's not even a face. I mean, I, I you're joking though, right? He, I don't think he's a face. That's your argument, though? Well, yeah. No, but I, I seriously want to know. Is that your argument? Like, do you do you have a problem with a heel being called Mr. Nice Guy? Or is that, like, an actor you're putting it on? No, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if you're joking right now. Uh, you know, it happens at times. But Lashley, I think it ended in a no contest with Austin Theory. I don't know if it was a DQ or what, but uh, I think it. Oh, I just I didn't understand. Like after what happened with Bronson Reed last week, I thought we could have used a very dominant victory for Bobby Lashley. Yeah, but not against somebody who needed a, a big win as well. So I didn't get Austin Theory being in this match with Lashley. Nick, it could have been an enhancement talent. And I think, no, not even an enhancement talent, but I think even with Bobby Lashley, with with Austin Theory getting so much in in this match, I thought he looked weak. Mm -hmm. I thought Bobby Lashley looked weak for that. But we did eventually see Bronson Reed come out of nowhere. He squashed both of them in the corner, which is why I don't know if it was a DQ or a no contest. But those two brawled. And I think this is how you make the crowd care about Bronson Reed. And that's good. Yeah, I agree. We also saw Austin Theory save Bronson Reed from the hurt lock. Yeah. So that that even adds to my confusion more. Yeah, I could understand your confusion. Well, next up you had the return of Trish Stratus villain. Yeah, heel. She was there last week. What do you mean return? Heel Trish Stratus, full entrance, wearing the same, uh, pretty much the same gear that she wore on her debut with WWE. I, I wouldn't say pretty much the same exact. The trench coat, the hat. She actually wore this outfit. Uh, maybe last year at a show in Toronto in a segment with Charlotte. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I I thought that her promo was really awesome. 
Yeah, she spoke about changing the women's division when she first showed up in WWE and said that it was just her, it wasn't Lita. And she explained exactly why she did what she did to Becky Lynch, as well as owning up to taking Lita out. Mm -hmm. With the exception of them rewriting history with the first ever women's main event, I thought this was a very well done segment. I agree. I like that entire thing saying, I'm not your nostalgia, whatever. You know, I thought that I thought that all the points that she made were really awesome. And then I like how they had that picture of Roman Reigns coming out with the picture poster of Trish Stratus on his wall. I mean, that's an old picture. Yeah, of course. No, but Um, I mean, like, that's been out. But I like like... I like that she responded to it. Do you know who the first women's main event in WWE was? Monday Night Raw history? Um, a bunch of blaze. I'll give you a clue. Lita was in the match. Lita was in it? Mm-hmm. I got nothing. It was Lita versus Stephanie McMahon for the Women's Championship. Wow. What year? 2000. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I guess we'll see if that comes and I don't up know, in promo. I don't know if more took place after that for them to be like, that's not the main event. Mm-hmm. But that match was the main event. But yeah. well done by Trish Stratus. I thought it was very, very good. And I'm excited to see this match. Yeah, Everybody, by the way, before Monday Night Raw started, Becky Lynch had tweeted out that she wasn't showing up to Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh my god, she's literally leaving WWE. She she walked out on WWE. It's like, shut up. I know. I, I Marks. Yeah. But After next that, up, yeah. we saw Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville pick up the victory over Candice LeRae and Mia Yim to become the number one contenders. Get that match on SmackDown. We saw Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan ringside. Uh, Nikki Cross was also in the crowd to watch Candice LeRae. And I fully expected Candice and Mia Yim to get that victory. I did too. I was surprised that Chelsea Green and Sonia got the victory. Um, is this Chelsea Green's first win since back? I'm going to say probably not because she was... I mean, how did she get into that tag match at WrestleMania? I think that this is the first victory her first pinfall maybe not Sonya but I think it may be her first pinfall victory since being back um but I'm really happy that Chelsea Green and Sonya picked up victory because I mean me and you going into this Wrestlemania were saying that they should we were hoping that they were going to come out as champions well I, I, I still don't think they're walking out I don't either, but hopefully it could set them up for something a little bit larger, you know? I mean, by the time this is out, it's already the past, so... Yeah, that's true, that's true. I'll have already known if they did or not. (laughs) But I... uh, Let me know how it goes. (laughs) But Chelsea, after the match, she threw a drink on Liv. So that fuels the fire for them. Yeah. Uh, We saw some backstage segments throughout the night about the WWE Draft... One where the Alpha Academy was worried and Chad Gable ended up arguing with Maxine over Otis. And I thought that was a really funny segment. Mm. 
We also saw the Street Profits talking to Rick Boogs and Elias. And Baron Corbin showed up and reminded them, the Street Profits, that they could be split up as a team in the draft. And then they were worried about it, so they went to go talk to Adam Pierce. But we also saw Akira Tozawa show up and basically just say to Baron Corbin that he sucks. <laughs> so I'm wondering if Baron Corbin's going to go undrafted here. Huh. That would be interesting. Where would you put him? Well, undrafted means he's not anywhere. Uh-huh. That'd be pretty interesting. Could play into everything. Maybe he becomes a lone wolf again. Okay, okay. I don't think he's going to be growing out his hair or anything, but... No. (laughs) But... I I would love for that theme song to be back. That was a good theme song. Main Main... event of the evening! (laughs) Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Matt Riddle. Picking up the victory over the Judgment Day. Um, it was a solid uh, main event, I thought. The choke slam from Damian Priest to Matt Riddle on the ring apron. Oh, sick! That looked so nasty. Yeah, but we saw Rhea Ripley get involved, uh, which there wasn't really anything for Kevin Owens to do. Yeah, I thought we would see Zelina Vega take. Rhea Ripley out again in that segment, yeah. but the referee instead kicked her from ringside. Mm-hmm. We saw Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn almost, almost have that perfected finisher with the stunner and Huluva kick. Yeah. But Damian Priest got into the ring and he got hit with the stunner. And then we saw... Sammy used that, the hit the, hit the huluva kick. Yeah, the huluva. Had Damian Priest not gotten in the ring for that, that setup, I think it would have been perfect. Because mm-hmm. I think that's exactly where it, he gets hit with the stunner. Sammy's in that corner. He, he wobbles his way into the other corner. Yeah. I thought that was great. And then after that, we saw Matt Riddle get tagged in to win with the floating bro. So it was a barrage of finishers there. And to end Monday Night Raw, we saw the Bloodline jump Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle. We saw the LWO run down. Finally. To join in on the fight. And it was literally just the LWO, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle facing off against the Bloodline and the Judgment Day. And I thought that was a great ending of Monday Night Raw. I agree. I thought it was really a a hot ending. The crowd loved it. And it was really cool just seeing so many different te- uh, so many different teams just going at each other. I-, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and the action really uh, picked up on NXT where it kicked off with all the teams in the tag team championship match brawling with each other. Yeah, you had Gallus, Creed, Diet, everybody. And then, of course, Gallus picked up the victory over the Creed Brothers and the Dyad to retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. Like the opening of it, it was super chaotic. It was super hard-hitting. You had Creed Brothers getting a little bit distracted, though. Even before that, that, there was a uh, hot tag spot that I thought was really cool where all three teams got a hot tag. 
Mm -hmm. The bridging pin and Northern Light suplex that Brutus did, I thought was nice. Yeah. But they were literally about to win. And didn't work out. Yeah, Ivy Nile accidentally got knocked over outside, and Julius went to check on her. Yeah, after hitting that cannonball uh, doomsday device, it, he just bails to go check on her instead of picking up securing the victory. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't really get that. And then Gallus gets right in there and cleans it up. Yeah, they hit their finisher on Brutus, and boom. Yeah, that's it. After that, we saw Nathan Fraser have a talk show? Hard-hitting home truths with Nathan Fraser? Hmm. I don't know if this was like, uh, if you would say Bill Maher or um, uh, who's the British fellow? James Corden? No. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh. Can I think John Oliver? Yeah. I don't know if that's what they were going for here. I don't get this at all we have stevie turner's like twitch gimmick but we haven't seen her in a while so are they just giving british people <laughs> talk, talk shows, shows? I, don't, I don't get it james Corden's leaving late night but yeah that's I don't sad get it at all what's that, sad that Corden's leaving you know a lot of people don't like him why well in real life, he's uh, quite rude, apparently. I saw that about the um, all restaurant? of the yeah the restaurant stuff. I saw that about the restaurant stuff, and a lot of people feel like he inserts himself into movies and projects where he doesn't belong. <laughs> but I don't like. I think he could sing, so it's not like mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe people just really hated that cats movie. That cast movie was pretty awful. Never saw it. The soundtrack that the song the song that Taylor Swift wrote was really good. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I don't know what's going to happen with Nathan Fraser. We did see Noam Dar pick up the victory over Miles Bourne, which I thought was going to be for the NXT Heritage Cup, NXT UK Heritage Cup, but I guess it wasn't. No. We did see Miles get some moves in, and he definitely held his own against Noam Dar. But I feel like this match was really just to showcase Noam Dar as the NXT UK Heritage Cup holder. Makes sense with him appearing last week. Yeah, man, I'm I'm totally fine it. I'm fine with and, it. And and it's the whole thing is he. I, I believe last week he was like, I'm choosing who I face for the Heritage Cup. Yeah. I would really like to see, even though we were not going to see this ever again, probably. What's that? I would really like to see him and Alicia Fox back together. I would like to see Alicia Fox back. I think the pairing of them were just like, it's like almost a forgotten pairing. Yeah. Where he would be like, Alicia Fox... Nah, they were good together. After that, we saw Kiana James and Josh Briggs uh, backstage, I guess. And Josh wanted her to talk to Brooks for him. Begged for her to talk for him. 
And she's like, he won't go for it. He's not going to do it. Why don't you just talk to him yourself? And in walks this new-looking Brooks Jensen, all sophisticated, hair slicked back in a ponytail, perhaps. Uh, I don't want to say a suit, but dress, dressy clothing. Dressed to the tens. And he basically just told him that he should leave. And it looked like Josh Briggs even had some tears in his eyes. Yeah. And then we saw Josh Briggs and Fallon Henley speaking later at the bar. And in walked Kiana James and Brooks Jensen. And Jensen told Josh Briggs that Briggs has been holding him back since day one. And I believe I said it last week. It seems like we were going to get a mixed uh, mixed tag match between the two teams. I think we're about to. They set it up for next week for spring breaking. Yeah, very, it was very, bound still, to... very reminiscent of Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. That's true. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully they get over themselves and work everything out. <laughs> yes. After that, we saw Odyssey Jones in an unannounced matchup, so you knew the match wasn't happening. I feel like that happens a lot in NXT when there's, like, something unannounced. Mm -hmm. Something else happens where Odyssey Jones getting ready for a match. He's in the ring. Boom. Braun Breaker shows up, spears the heck out of him out of nowhere. And then he cuts a promo on Chase U. Called them a bunch of clowns, and Duke Hudson interrupted to... Challenge Braun Breaker to a match at Spring Breakin' next week, but it turned out to be on the behalf of Andre Chase, which I thought was really... He had really good mic work there, but I thought it was really funny that it just turned out to be him challenging on behalf of Andre Chase. Yeah, it gotta make you wonder where that's gonna end up going, you know? But I thought it was also really good uh, heel mic work from Braun Breaker. Yeah, I think so, it's official to say he is full-blown heel. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens with that. But, next up you had Roxanne Perez pick up the victory over Zoe Stark. It was a good match. Yeah. I liked when uh, Roxanne Perez went to dive to the outside and Zoe Stark caught her and did, like, the snake eyes to the apron. Mm-hmm. But she did eventually dive out and hit her in that match. But I think the bigger part comes after the match where Indy Hartwell came out to offer Roxanne Perez a title shot at spring break in next week where she accepted, but Tiffany Stratton came out to express that she was displeased with that. And Indy Hartwell was pissed off and she's like, screw this. We'll make it a triple threat. So it's, a match where Indy Hartwell feels like she needs to prove herself worthy because so many people keep telling her she's not. Like Tiffany Stratton. Mm. So next week at spring break-in, there's going to be a triple threat match for the title. Do you see Indy Hartwell retaining? I do. I can see Indy Hartwell retaining. If not, that would be so upsetting after the WrestleMania moment and stuff that she doesn't retain it. Right. Man, I'm, I would definitely hope that she does retain, though. Why? What do you think? I f- would love for her to retain it. Mm-hmm. But if she doesn't retain it, it could still go as planned, where it's like she maybe she gets drafted and 
damage control. That's true. That's true. But hopefully she does retain. Very true, very true. They showed footage of Von Wagner from last week after he lost his match where it was him maybe begging Robert Stone not to go. And he mentioned how he wanted to be in WWE because his dad was a Beverly brother, which I feel like they they really don't mention that. No. But, I mean, Beverly brothers weren't even that great. I mean, they were just a. I don't want to say that. But. They were just a jobber tag team. But uh, Robert Stone did seemingly change his mind about leaving Von Wagner. So, what's next for Robert Stone? I asked last week. We now know. Seems like it'll be Von Wagner. Yeah. After that, we saw Cora Jade pick up the victory over Gigi Dolan. And JC Jane got involved. So I guess this is not done with them. And like she got involved to the point where I don't get why it wasn't called off. Uh Uh-huh. Gigi was brawling with JC Jane outside of the ring. And as soon as like the referee saw everything. I know JC wasn't hitting back, but as soon as she got back in the ring, Cora Jade basically won the match. Mm-hmm. So it's like, maybe it should have been called off. Yeah. But afterwards, we saw Cora Jade go to speak, and Lyra Valkyria interrupted, which sets up a match between her and Cora Jade next week. So, we also had Eddie Thorpe interviewed, and he spoke about what he had to do to get to WWE. That was interrupted by Damon Kemp, only to put Eddie Thorpe over, which I thought was weird. I still don't get what they're doing with those two. Yeah, that didn't make sense for me. A lot of news came out this past week with uh, Damon Kemp's brother. Yeah, returning to uh, wrestling. And not, uh, seems like he's he's far away from his WWE debut, in-ring yeah. debut. Yeah, not stepping into the ring anytime soon, but stepping back onto the mat, for, for sure. Uh, after that, we saw Jack pick up the victory over Apollo Crews, which stemmed from something that happened before the show. Uh, I feel like it was a good match, but I feel like both of them are just in limbo. Mm-hmm. I can like, see that. Because I, I fully expected Dijak to be that North American champion back in January. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. We saw Dijak continue the attack after the match, and Dragonoff came out, made the save. It was broken up, but that's going to lead to a match between those two. Which was. I'm. Looking forward to that one. Should be and good. And then we saw Wesley defend the North American Championship against Charlie Dempsey successfully. I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Dempsey. But we saw Drew Gulak attack Wesley before the match. And I think it, had it not been for Miz and Seth Rollins, this would have been the match of the week. This was a hot match. Mm-hmm. And I 
it seems given that we saw Drew Gulak attack Wesley afterwards, which they did like that that power bomb dragon suplex spot together. I thought it seems like we're gonna see that again. So mm-hmm. I'm pumped for that, and maybe the next time we see it, we see Charlie Dempsey win the North American Championship. That I could see that happening. And then only a few more months after until we see William Regal again. Yeah. More than a few months. I mean, they're already blocking him on AEW TV. Are they? Yeah, apparently that reality show. Is he on that? Are they they blurring his face? Yeah, apparently he was in the background of one of them, and they blurred his face. It's weird to me that they're not blurring WWE shirts and logos. I know. That should definitely sounds like they could get sued for it. Like there's WWE logos all over that, so I don't know. Yeah. But it's weird because like even it's like really unless you have like a, a high quality picture of it, uh-huh. the the images that that they use for Jim Ross they have the WWE logo on it as well because the Hall of Fame ring. Mm-hmm. But and I always thought that was interesting that like his trading card, his wrestling figure, they all have the WWE logo on it. Yeah, the AEW company. So, but uh, we saw a sit down, not a sit down. We saw Pretty Deadly and uh, Tony D'Angelo and Stax. Earlier in the night, we had Pretty Deadly wanting a match, and then Tony ends up responding by wanting a trunk match. No clue ever. What that is. Yeah, I assume it's the the, the opponent. You win when your opponent's in a trunk. Mm-hmm. So, Could I guess be. it's similar to an uh, ambulance match. Oh, I was going to say a casket. Uh, it's either or. Yeah. Uh, so that's taking place at spring break-in. And then the main event, uh, I guess, main event uh, segment was the Grayson Waller effect. Where Trick and Mello were guests. And I don't think this was the strongest close to lead to a title match next week. I agree. I enjoyed the banter between all three of them, but I don't think it was a strong close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There needed to be a little bit more in there. Like, it it doesn't really sell me on Waller versus Mello. Yeah, I needed I'm to sure see... fast forward to next week. I'm like, oh, this match is great. Yeah, but I, I needed to see some action this week. So needed to see a little bit more action. But that's NXT going to move over to SmackDown, which opened up with the Judgment Day picking up the victory over the LWO. I thought it was a decent match. I was literally confused when Michael Cole said that Finn Balor wasn't the legal competitor because I guess I missed the tag like Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio did. But afterwards, Damian Priest hyped up that Bad Bunny is going to be returning on Monday in Chicago. So it was a, a, a way to continue that. Backstage, Zelina Vegas spoke to Adam Pierce. And said that she wants to challenge Rhea Ripley at Backlash for the SmackDown Women's Championship. She is Puerto Rican, the only woman on the roster that's Puerto Rican. So 
I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that match on the PLE. Uh, they aired a really nice video package for Shinsuke Nakamura. And then Karrion Cross spoke about him. And I like how Cross tied all his past feuds together and explained what he and Scarlett did to each one of the, the people he feuded with. And for Nakamura, he wants uh, his honor. They, they want Nakamura's honor. So that should be a good feud to have with Nakamura. We saw Braun Strowman and Ricochet pick up the victory over the Viking Raiders. I liked the stare down between Valhalla and Braun Strowman. Uh, I don't know what happened with that spot where Braun tagged in Ricochet and then tossed him into the ring. I don't know if Ivar was supposed to be closer or not, and he was supposed to hit Ivar. I just thought that was weird. But Valhalla caused a distraction later on, and the Viking Raiders took Braun Strowman out to where I was like, okay, maybe this is about to happen, but at the very, very last second... Braun Strowman kicked out, definitely wasn't expecting that, but him kicking out solidified my thought that they were going to be the ones winning. So I thought it was a nice closing sequence between the two teams. I just, I want more for the Viking Raiders. There's still to me no reason why they lost at WrestleMania because we saw them like be built up as monsters and then it's like slowly fading again. We've seen this a bunch of times with them. After that we saw the 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 women's tag team championships on the line. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez successfully retained against Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Chelsea and Sonya cut a good promo beforehand and even sprayed Liv Morgan with water again. We saw that on Monday Night Raw. But I think they work so well together as a team. Her and uh, Chelsea and Sonya, they have matching gear. They, they did some tag team moves together. I want them on television every single week. At the end of the match, I don't get how the referee wouldn't have seen Raquel Rodriguez pushing onto Liv Morgan's back to give her like the extra boost for the victory. Or why they needed to cheat to win. I, like, I completely get that Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green were cheating during the match, but if you're trying to establish them as champions, face tag team champions, I feel like that shouldn't have happened. And I don't think they needed faces. I don't think needed that. After that, we saw Gunter pick up the victory over Xavier Woods to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Not for one second did I think Xavier Woods was going to win this, but this was a a really good match. And he got a lot in. He reversed some things. And in the end, it was Gunter making Xavier Woods pass out. He didn't pin him. But I thought it was a very well done match here. After that, we had the main event. We had the Usos actually cut a promo beforehand. Hype Solo Sokoa up, but Solo Sokoa... Beat Matt Riddle in a no disqualification match. Um, Matt Riddle started the match off by attacking Solo Sokoa from behind. I like there was one spot where the crowd was chanting for tables and Matt Riddle went to go deliver that to them. But Solo took him out and then pushed the table back under the ring. I liked, I thought that was cool. Uh, But Solo controlled a lot of this match. 
He even, we saw him try to push the commentary table onto Riddle again, like last week. But Matt Riddle stopped it and in turn dumped it onto Solo. But the Usos came out, got involved. Matt Riddle was able to overcome that. Uh, And I think throughout the match, Matt Riddle reversed two Samoan spikes, but might have lost to one of them. I'm not 100% sure. It happened really fast. I know Michael Cole was confused whether or not it was a clothesline or a Samoan spike, given that it ended the match. I would assume it was supposed to be the Samoan spike. Uh, But then the bloodline continued the beatdown afterwards and put Matt Riddle through the table with the 1D. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were not there, so... There was no, like, chance for anybody except for, I guess, Cody to have saved Matt Riddle in that situation. But uh, it was pretty chaotic. Uh, The most confusing thing on SmackDown, I would say, was finding out that Seth Rollins was going to be facing Omos at Backlash. Like, what is the backstory there? Where's the setup? How does that even make sense? (laughs) It just makes no sense. I don't know how that happened, but maybe we'll find out more on Monday Night Raw. That was SmackDown. Going to take a quick little break right now, and I'll be right back with Chris here on Marking Out. This is the premier athlete, Tony Nese, and you're listening to Marking Out. Back here on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. It is Chris. I am back after a brief sabbatical. Brandon, hey. Howdy, hey. You missed it the past two weeks. You haven't had to say that. I'm uh, a bit disappointed because I wanted to hear all about Hershey Park last week. Well, um, I can still talk about it. I mean, I've been gone for two weeks for you know a plethora of reasons. One of them just being lacrosse taking over my entire life. Um, When's lax season done? Norm- uh, Mid May, and then playoffs start. But we're really not doing anything playoff wise. I just found out yesterday, which kind of stinks. But whatever, it is what it is. You know, like even last like last week. You know, it was spring break and all these kids had off. So, like, there's games in the morning. There's games in the afternoon. There's games in the night. So, like, our normal record time for me and Brandon is 11 o'clock on Fridays. I had to record a, a lacrosse game at 11 o'clock well, and live stream it, too. So, that stunk. Uh, it was super hot out that day. I got, a, you know, I got a good, nice brother tan in. Got the base <laughs> coat uh, for the season. Um, but the week before that, as uh, Brandon had mentioned, I was uh, at Hershey Park. Um, my brother-in-law and his daughter were going there, so me, Rachel, the kids, we packed up the uh, crew, and uh, we met them there. We stayed at the Hershey Lodge, uh, which was ginormous. I never realized, like, I've never stayed there before, and I never realized how ginormous it was. I've, I've um, stayed at both properties. Oh, yeah, and there's the Hershey Hotel, too, right? The Hershey Hotel is, like, mind-blowing. Okay. I think it's, is it a Hotel Hershey, maybe? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. That is a mind-blowing property. <laughs> but uh, before we get to, like, to talk to Nitty Gritty Hershey, on the way there, about half an hour out, we stopped before we got to Hershey, and we met them at the Turkey Hill Experience. So it's about 10 minutes outside of um, the Turkey Hill plant where they make ice cream and iced tea and stuff like that. And, you know, it's you get an entry fee. They give you the, the 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 history of Turkey Hill ice cream and Herky, Turkey Hill iced tea, uh, iced tea. You get samples. Iced tea. And then, like, yeah, they make iced tea. I don't know if I knew that. 
Yeah, iced tea, lemonade. They, there was a little uh, dispenser. You got to try all of them. They were delicious. It was like unlimited food, though, right? Oh, yeah. But then also, too, there was a ticketed like classroom where you got to make your own ice cream. Right, yeah. Yeah, which we did. Well, you know, because I am a child. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's a, a limited thing to children. <laughs> Well, no, I well, I did it with my niece and my and my two kids. So uh, I made ice cream with them, and it was a, it was a uh, fun experience. What flavor you know, did you make? So they give you a chocolate or vanilla base. I chose vanilla, obviously, because that's the you know the better of the two. Not this, what? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm a vanilla guy. <laughs> Um, but then you, then you get like the, then they have these little like vials that look like droppers in front of you with like different, they call them like essences Right. that like, so I used, I put essence, cherry essence in there. Um, and then I put, then like step three is they have these little like dispenser gimmicks on the side of like the classroom where you can dispense out like marshmallows or, or fruity pebbles or chocolate chips. But I put graham crackers and chocolate chips in there and then the last thing is they give you like a sauce that you can squeeze in there and like swirl in so i use like a cherry sauce so i made like a cherry chocolate cherry gimmick thing which was uh which was delicious i think vanilla is probably like the best if you're gonna do like a make your own yes because like you could add the chocolate in there some people you know if you want to od on chocolate with right, a half yeah. hour to cider a cider hershey so i've seen grown adults go there without children yeah, I know. Yeah, well, I saw a bunch of adults. In there I've too, never been there. Kids, I, would, I would love to go there, but yeah, it was it was a fun little stop off before we got to the Hershey uh, the Hershey Lodge, which was fine. Um, so we got to Hershey Lodge. We went to the pool, the slide, all that stuff. You know, it was it's a nice little area. Um, dinner. One of my favorite breweries this is actually like five minutes outside of Hershey Park. It's called Trogues. Um, so that night. We went to dinner there. Me and my brother-in-law had some flights. You know, I got some beers. I got a new hat. We had some food. And then the Friday, which was Good Friday, we went to Hershey. You'd think, like, if you stay on Hershey property, they'd give you, like, oh, yeah. You know how, like, at Disney you get, like, early admission? Right. No. Not the case here. You have to wait in line with everybody else that uh, got there that day. You know. So uh, we got in at, you know, where the park opens. Uh, did a couple roller coasters. I was bummed because there's this like Reese's ride, like the Candymonium or not Candymonium because that's a general roller like Cup Fusion or something to that nature. Um, I think they they have a, a new roller coaster opening. Yes, like soon. a wood steel hybrid thing. Yeah, that looks it wasn't nuts. open yet. Yeah. Um. However, um, like this, re- it's like a like uh, the buzz the buzz uh, ride right indoors. In- yeah, it's like an indoor gimmick. We get there. I'm like, we got to do this first because every time we come here, it's like a two-hour wait. We get there. like, oh, yeah, it's not open yet. I'm like, when is it going to be open? They're like, oh, uh, check the uh, Hershey Park app. I'm like, all right, fine. So we did one roller coaster, all of us. And then we get off, and it's like, oh, the Reese's ride is open. Let's go to it. Hour wait. Damn. I'm like, no, not doing that. And maybe because it, it, it was Good Friday or whatever, the park was just, like, more packed than I expected. The lines were, like, really long. Do they not have, like, and, a fast pass too. system at all or – yeah, but it's not like where you can pay for the day. It's like you pay for whatever. It's per like, ride? You know what? By, I believe so. What? I don't know. Like, I, I wasn't paying for the Fast Pass or whatever. You know, we, we did the pirate ship. We did another coaster. We walked around. But then, like, by 3 o'clock, you know, we were there for four hours. We had um, a, uh, a appointment to make your own chocolate. So, again, child uh, Chris here. Ah, that's um, that's an adult thing, man. I I did that as an adult. That's the the last time I went to Hershey Park. It was 2012. That's the last time. 
So there's like so many more things to do there, but that yeah, that well, we create made... your own candy bar. I thought was one of the coolest things. Yeah, it was it was a very cool experience. Um, I made mine and I enjoyed actually a part of it last night with a little bit of bourbon uh, because I made it. I, I made it with the intent. I'm like, I need this to complement something, and I did. So I made a milk chocolate bar with toffee chips in there, pretzels, and also uh, some chocolate chips. So really paired nicely with the uh, Blade and Bow bourbon that I uh, enjoyed last night. I think I I put toffee and something else inside mine. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. But it was cool. And they also, they also had like a Make Your Own Reese's Cup bar too. Well, Make Your Own Reese's Cup. But like I didn't, we didn't do that. You know, We bought a bunch of chocolate and all that jazz and had my first Fifth Avenue bar. Never had one of those before. What's in it? What's on it? It's like a Butterfinger. Essentially, it's like that peanut crisp on the inside, mm. chocolate over the top of. Did you go to what Zoo America or no? No, we didn't do Zoo America. Did you? We had like because we stayed at the lodge. I think we had complimentary tickets to it, but like I, I think once you're in the park, you're in the park. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, well, we didn't hit up that. You know, we hit up the arcade and stuff like that, which was fun. In fact, kids, I uh, think I don't know if it's might it might even be free to get into without going to Hershey Park. Oh really? Oh, that's interesting. Not a hundred percent sure. Well, next time I'm there, I'll have to. Uh, Did you go to the boardwalk to... at all, or? Nah, I didn't do the boardwalk. Because I'm like, I'm like dying to go to Hershey Park again and see everything that's like brand new to me. Yeah, I mean, I was I was there less than a year ago too, so it's like, but it was fun. You know, it was fun. It was a good day, especially because uh, you know, spring break. I, as I said, spring break was just all across for me. It's like that was the one thing that I got to do. All spring break was go to Hershey, and I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Got to spend time with the kids. My brother in law is great. My niece is awesome. Um, so you were, then you were it, Hershey Park happy. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and I got the, uh, the Reese's, the Reese's cup with the potato chips inside of it to eat on the way home, which was divine. Did you go on the, the factory tour thing and you get the free yes. candy afterwards? Oh my God. So let's talk about this. So the lines for food were insane also. Damn. Like, like wrapping around, you know, sections of the park. So we didn't eat in the park. And I like had like a granola bar for breakfast and I was so hungry. Like I need to eat, you, you know, like I can't just fend off a granola bar for the entire day. So at the end of that ride, they give me the mini Hershey bar. I looked at her and I said, you are my best friend in the world right now. <laughs> and I like savored that Hershey bar until uh, we went to Red Robin, which is right outside of uh, Hershey as well, which was delicious. So then three and a half hour car drive home and uh, back to Lax, bro. I remember, so, I don't know what the restaurant was, but if I'm not mistaken, we went to a restaurant that had chocolate butter. Okay. Probably like there's like there's like a downtown Hershey area that's like behind the main entrance to the park. It could have been in there. It might have been um, in the the lodge itself. I'm not sure. Okay, yeah, there was a couple of restaurants in there too, but like we just did quick service for breakfast. You know, grabbed uh, some yogurts and muffins and stuff like that, inhaled that, and then went to the park. So Zoo America, by the way, um, it's a fifteen dollar entry fee if you're not going to Hershey Park, but it's free if you're free? going to Hershey. Oh, okay. So next time uh, we go, thirteen we'll, uh, for juniors. Okay, perfect. Thirteen for seniors still... too. Yeah, thirteen for seniors as well. So awesome, very cool. So yeah, that was uh, that was Hershey. And so. as David mentioned at the beginning of the show, it was also your birthday. So did you do anything special for that? No, no. My my birthday this year was a spoke in the wheel. That was life. I broadcasted a lacrosse game, a girls' lacrosse game. Um, but I mean Sunday, my um. My in-laws came over. It was a very nice day out. We barbecued. Um, and, of course, have to get the Carvel ice cream cake. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Absolutely. I don't know so how that, you could say no when you just lined up a pretty perfect day to me. <laughs> I mean, but like, you know, like my, my day itself, it was like I spent the day working. And, like, you know, like this week alone, we have 10 lacrosse broadcasts, and I'm on six of them. So on top of making graphics and, you know, directing these games and stuff like that, there's a lot of other components that go involved to it. And it's just like it was a busy day. You know, I worked. The highlight of, like, my actual birthday day itself was – uh, eating a bacon, egg, and cheese while listening um, to new music. There's this new band out. They're called Better Lovers. Uh, it is members of Every Time I Die uh, and the Dillinger Escape Plan. And this producer, Will Putney, who actually, like, Carver Niche, my band, won this contest through Metal Sucks to have him produce a song of ours. So um, it blew my mind. It was fantastic. Um, and, yeah, that was it. And then girls lacrosse and then came home and uh... – you know, that was it. That's how so, I was with. Uh, who, well, I mean, not. I wasn't produced by anybody, but, <laughs> but I was blown away by the new BB Rexa song with Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah, Snoop Snoop Dio Double Jazzle. They released um, that man. for for a special quote. The real holiday. forbidden door of professional wrestling is Snoop Dogg. It's Snoop Dogg. That's it. So, um, but yeah. So, but thanks, uh, Dave, for uh, acknowledging me and acknowledging my birthday. <laughs> you as well, Brandon. I got the I got the Facebook post. Um, and Matt Cartel too wish me a happy birthday. So thanks, Matt. I saw You're that. That popped up on my timeline. Well, that's that's always a, that's always a highlight for my Facebook uh, post post for my birthday. Is good old, and I, he probably won't mind me saying his name. John Gravina. He was the announcer for WTW. Um, every year on anybody's birthday that was involved with WTW, he puts a happy birthday in the same font that was, and it's always a highlight every year. And so <laughs> on his birthday, I make sure I do that for him. So um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, another spoke in the wheel. It's life. I'm 38. I have a lot more gray hairs in my beard and a lot less gray hair on my head. So let's get on to professional wrestling because that's why I'm here. Um, anybody, everybody listening, probably care less about my birthday festivities. But let's go back to Mill A Walkie, Wisconsin, and let's go to AEW Rampage. One of the uh, this one was immediately, and I think they did a, did a good job. They're like, oh, it's probably gonna be at like. 945. Dude, I don't understand why they why didn't they just put it at the normal time? Uh, maybe I I don't know. It, it, that that must that must have been a network thing rather than because they or like they want that crossover from the NBA people that are still have the TV on and not paying attention to it. So That's watch I it. guess that's probably what it was. My I, I I don't know what happened. I set my DVR to record that basketball game in 3 hours afterwards and it didn't and I just the main event was cut off for me. Yeah, well, it was a pretty mid main event, but anyway, really, the, that's the first... I, that's funny. I thought it was going to be like a good main event. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, the first match I thought was awesome is you have Aussie Open defend their IWGP Tag Team Championships against the best friends. Um, you know, this coming after a promo last week where they're just like, "Oh yeah, Orange Cassidy's got this gold. Guess what? We want some gold." Aussie Open, get over here. Um, I thought the match was great, and the more I see of Aussie Open, the more I really enjoy them. Um, you know, can you tell the difference now between that they're the getting, two yet? Yeah, because Mark uh, Mark Davis is the guy that Jericho called like Sasquatch or something like that. He's the big burly guy with all the hair and the mustache, and Kyle Fletcher is the uh, younger looking guy with the longish hair. I wish this match felt more like a New Japan match, if that makes sense. Okay. It, because it felt like more of an AEW match. Yeah, that pile driver on Trent was really cool, though. Yeah, I thought it was an awesome match. And, you know, I'm – the more – as again, I'll say it again. The more I see a bossy open, the more I'm enjoying them. 
Um, I'm looking forward to seeing them possibly in a match against FTR. And speaking of FTR, after this match, FTR came out to the ring and got a, a nice amount of time on the microphone talking how they're AEW Tag Team Champions now. They have signed a four-year deal with All Elite Wrestling, and this will probably be the last contract they sign. So, I'm. St- what are your thoughts? Because we really haven't spoken about this since the match happened, Brandon. Your thoughts about uh, FTR staying with All Elite Wrestling? Uh, well, so far as champions, they've done that like nothing. Yes, I know. This well, this promo here specifically should have been on Dynamite last week. Yeah, well, again, you are, again, maybe AEW is hoping for the crossover from the NBA thing and seeing this and seeing FTR and stuff like that. Like, I have, like, I have a problem that they're just seemingly right now exclusive to uh, Rampage. I have a problem that Ty Valkyrie is exclusive to Rampage. Well, she's going to be... Uh, Winning the AEW-TBS championship uh, next week on Dynamite, so <laughs> hurrah to that. But uh, like, you got you got to put star power on both shows, man. Uh, I I get it, and you know there's there's those reports by uh, you know those serious uh, legitimate wrestling news analysts saying that you know there's going to be a third show that's coming out that's going to be the you know the normal WCW Saturday Night 605 spot. It's going to feature just like Jericho and you know and Punk and stuff like that. Which, so you got to It's embarrassing that it's like they Why is it embarrassing? That they have to split the roster because of one person that they don't like. Again, do we know this? Well, I mean that's what it's pretty heavily that's implied what... in and I've spoken to people who speak to people. I'm not here okay. to say names, but it seems like there is a split. Yeah, whatever. L- listen, split. You don't have to have every single person come to every single show. And if if like if that's the case, so be it. At the end of the day, it's all about making money. Well, and if you don't like somebody, but you can work with them, yeah. But apparently, that's not even the case. Okay. Whatever. I, I, I'm on. also. Uh, I, I don't understand why Tony would pick the the quote unquote name that they're giving it collision? because it's what New Japan uses. Is it? Yeah. I don't, I don't, hey, maybe they got the uh, the okay from uh, New Japan, or maybe they'll feature a lot of New Japan talent on there. Who knows? That would be cool. Matt Hardy said in a backstage promo that they're going to take on the firm at the Hardy Compound. So it looks like we're going back to cinematic wrestling here. Uh, uh, this is gonna be. This should be fun. What's your thoughts on Jeff Hardy coming back? Your thoughts on more cinematic wrestling? Uh, do you think uh, your King thoughts. Max? Will... I gave my thoughts. What are your thoughts on Jeff Hardy? He looked healthy. Yeah. He looked good. We'll see. You know, uh, I'm. I. <laughs> I was when I was watching that segment last week. All of a sudden, sometimes I'm like. I just said Jeff Hardy's coming back. Boom, music hits and Jeff Hardy comes back. Yeah, it's, and he actually it, it ran seemed pretty set up that he was gonna. Yeah, I mean, I mean, still, you still got that pop though. You know, it's uh... this uh, this segment though. It's funny because I watched Rampage on maybe Sunday. I'm not sure actually when I watched it, but I found out that this match was going to be taking place because Rebby was live streaming on TikTok. And okay. and Matt was walked in and he started asking people what they were like wanting to see and hoping to see from the the I guess the compound match. Yes. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm I yeah. don't know what's uh when it's gonna take place. They didn't announce that, so 
I mean, it'll probably, there's still a long time. Well, Double or Nothing's at the end of May. Right. So we still got a long time. But we're pro- I'm assuming it'll probably be a Double or Nothing or leading up. So um, after this, you have Trio's action as Jay Briscoe and Jay Lethal. Triple J. Oh, it's four. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and Sat- saying pick up the victory over the Spanish announced project. It's a it's a quad quad man match. I don't know. Um, eight man tag. Spanish announced pro- eight man tag. Perfect. I can't. I lax. Um, man scout Jake Manning and the an- Spanish announced project of Angelico Luther and Serpentico. Um, so yeah. this was just a lot of like the referee had no control of it. Yes. Uh, Satnam Singh looked kind of lost in here. Well, he's not getting the, maybe he's not getting the reps. I don't Mark, know. Mark, I thought was really funny because he was he was annoyed that he was even teaming with Triple J to begin yes. with. But yes, uh, on Dynamite we saw he was jumped by Tony Nese's group. Yep, took me a second to realize athletes. it was Tony Nese's group. Uh, and then FTR saw a video of it and they ran into the trainers' room and said that they would take care of it. And then Triple J was like, "No, nah, we'll take care of it." And Mark because he's not cleared, made them work together. So that's going to be a match set for Rampage that we'll speak about next yep. week. Yeah, we will. After this, you had uh, what I thought was the best match of the evening. Ty Valkyrie picks up a victory over Emi Sakura, which was a oh, very, very hard-hitting match. From the slaps, from the outside of uh, Emi running straight into Taya as she was on the, the ring steps. Um, I thought this match was great. And I really wanted to tell Dave about it, but you know I don't think Dave would you know go about his way to check this match I, out I don't, because because I don't even I don't think this was as good as you said. When it started, I was I like was hoping great. for it to be like a super hard hitting match, but it just didn't come off like that. I thought it came off like that a lot. I, I just think the Jade Cargill feud is holding her back. But here's my thing too, like with the Jade Car so. I know we jumped ahead before. Next week on Dynamite, it's going to be Jade versus Taya for the TBS Championship. Do you, like? Do you see Taya winning this? Like, I would. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see her win this and be her first loss. But then, like, what, what do you do with Jade, Jade now? After, right. What happens to Jade now after this? You know, I like, don't think it'll happen but, next week. It that no. has to happen on Double or Nothing or something like that. We saw, even or in this segment, think... we saw Layla Gray got involved. Yep. She got hit with the road to Valhalla. She was up. There was no sell whatsoever. She was up to I know. Jade I saw that, and I wasn't a fan of that at all. That was goofy, but then Jade hit her with Jaded. So maybe they were trying to have road to Valhalla look like trash or whatever. Yeah, I I'm, I don't know. So, But, but it's like, the main thing I, in like, the feud, so I didn't get why you would book for something like that to happen, but I can't like, see like her You have to have week. some sort of like dusty finish next week yeah, that'll Layla keep Gray Taya gets strong. What? Layla gets involved, and then boom. Yeah. Boom, there you go. But I would like um, to mention so- that uh, Emi Sakura was booked for a match to face high-end against, uh, at, at uh, Deadlock Pro in New Jersey on Sunday. Hyan's okay. flight was canceled due to weather, so she just okay. she couldn't make it out to the show. Emmy was able to finally get on a flight, but arrived at 10.30 p.m. for the show that started at 7 p.m. So okay. she didn't wrestle. She showed up to the venue in her gear, 
and had an absolutely incredible long line after the show to, to sign autographs and take pictures. And I think something like that shouldn't go unmentioned. And I commend no. Emmy for doing that. And especially, yeah. Cause she could have easily said, Hey, guess what? My flight got canceled. I can't make it. But no, yeah. she did, you know, did everything that she could to make it there, which after is awesome. After a travel day from hell like that. I, I absolutely, people should be talking about that more. You know what people should also be talking about is Ty Valkyrie's husband, John, John Morrison. Fight, fight. <laughs> John, whatever he is, Johnny now. Knockout. Johnny, Johnny Knockout knocking out a Harley Morstein from Epic Meal Time, knocking him out of the ring. looked looked like a million bucks, and then he called out the Prime uh, bottle or what? KSI, yeah. right? That's his name. Yeah. So uh, called out CM Punk on an interview too. Triple H uh, as well. Yeah, but then he also said, yeah, but also he said in an interview or what the, the headline was, like, he'll go back to WWE if they call him. So. Yeah, I don't think it was like a call out, like, you suck. I think it was just, uh, I don't think you can win in a real fight. And that was the always the whole thing, I think, was Vince McMahon didn't see him as a main eventer because he didn't, he didn't buy John Morrison as somebody who could win a fight. And, well. He did. <laughs> he knocked him out of the ring. Knocked him out of the ring and then knocked him out, too. What a weird uh, entourage he showed up with. Yes, I know. Karrion Cross, L.A. Knight. Mojo. Mojo. Jim Duggan. Hey, listen. Justin Gabriel. John Morrison, John Morrison is a very eccentric dude. Wasn't, wasn't Justin Gabriel Crash Bandicoot on that show? I, I don't know. I, don't, they, I know they had, like, a Crash Bandicoot, like, mascot, like, around the ring and stuff like that, so... Uh, anyway, main event time. Jungle Jack Perry picks up the victory over Sean Spears. We haven't seen Sean Spears in the ring in a long yeah, time. Five months have gone by. Yeah, well, I mean, congratulations to him on the birth of his son. So, good for him. Um, but, yeah, it's just a way to have Jungle Jack Perry uh, shine, especially being in a, a main event feud uh, with MJF and the uh, and the Pillars. So, um. It's really all we can kind of say about that. Yeah, Do you have anything I else wish to say I about it? it? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that that was dynamite. Uh, you know. All right. So uh, next up, rampage. We'll keep talking about Jungle Jack Perry because he kicked off dynamite from the Peterson's Event Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in um, another one of these. I think that they're very obnoxious um, promos. All it is. You had this Pillars feud between the quote-unquote Pillars of AEW, um, which is just them talking. Oh, I uh, I did this, and I'm going to do that, and I MJF, you're terrible, and this, that, that thing. Essentially, just sets up MJF saying there's going to be a tournament, and the winner is going to face MJF at double or nothing. I don't think this should be a main event. I don't <laughs> – don't get me wrong. I, I don't think this is main event material. So – I understand, like, let me just finish this before you go on to your thing. I don't think that the pillars of four guys that they're now, they're like, Darby Allen, you can say, has been, like, the main event picture for a very long time in AEW, but, like, Jungle Jack Perry and Sammy Guevara, like, not main events in my material, in, in my opinion. And I, I think so the, just, the promos it, here were very, very weak. Yes. Like, yes. I think well, Sammy the, is... I think is, this whole thing is just weak. Sammy, though, I, I feel Lance, is better on the mic than than Jungle Boy and Darby Allen are, but not by much. Not, like, where it needs to be for this feud. And obviously, MJF blows them all out of the water. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this segment could have used 
somebody else to talk for them. Okay. But obviously that's not going to happen because none of them have managers outside of uh, Sammy Guevara. But he died. I mean, that's not. I mean, Darby Allen has Sting. You want him to come back in the well, ring and throw more pom-poms? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so MJF came out and immediately trashes Britt Baker. Immediately. And then, yeah, like well, you said, he sets up. Get, that's how you get cheap. That's cheap heat, man. But he sets up that, that tournament, and I'm like, why are we doing this? And why is it that Darby Allen is the one that gets a bye? And why did Darby Allen celebrate getting the bye? I feel like that's something uh, yeah, Sammy yeah. Guevara would have and, and celebrate because he's like a heel who would obviously take a bye. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like Darby or Jungle Boy would want buys in a tournament tournament like that at all. But I think what will end up happening, I'll probably just mention it later. I'll save well, it. Can we just talk the main event right now? Because it really wasn't even a main event. So, like, uh, we, we saw... Like, I feel I feel like the booking of the show was just, like... We saw MJF cut Sammy Guevara a check. A blank check that would guarantee him a main event spot at Double or Nothing. Which I wasn't understanding until after Dynamite ended. I, like, it clicked in my head. Because I was under the impression that he was cutting him a check to just lay down for Jungle Boy. Now okay. what I think is that he actually cut him a check to, in this match, we saw Sammy Guevara win over Jungle Boy via countout because yeah. MJF, behind the referee's back, knocked Jungle Boy out. So now I think next week we'll see the same sort of thing happen with Darby Allen, where Sammy goes on to, to maybe win that match. And at double or nothing, it's where he wants him to lay down for him. Give like the the Hogan uh, Nash spot. Yeah, but I feel like this is going to get just set up into a four pillars match main event, which should it should just I'm be saying, that from the start. It, yeah, it should have been that from the jump. But like it, they should have put like, okay, listen, if you guys can win these matches against you know X, Y, and Z, yeah, then you'll be able to be put in this match like he did for Bright. Like. It, it, I feel like this tournament is just going to, again, you said it, it's going to be a four pillars match, but it's, again, like, I don't think a four pillars match. It's just not built up event. yet. I was under the impression it would happen at all in, but no, it's happening at double. Right. Or nothing, so that's which... not to me. That's not, you're not even close to building up a main event match like that yet. No, I, even, yeah, even the fact too... that they are quote unquote, the four pillars, it's just not built up yet. It's not built up. It's, and, at know, least, uh, but, it, but it's gonna. But they're gonna try to build it up through promos because MJF doesn't wrestle. Right, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's being built up via Max's new found like super friendship with Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I think he's just using him. But really yeah, nice okay. Canadian destroyer by Jungle Boy in that match, though. <laughs> yeah. Which I wish was the end of the match, but. So. Everything else happened. But in between that, we saw... A bunch of other stuff happened. We saw Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter pick up the victory over the Outcasts. The The Outcasts attacked Britt Baker during her entrance. And yeah. uh, Jamie Hayter as well. And Saray got involved in the match. I feel yep. like not much really took place in the actual match itself. But Britt Baker won with Lockjaw, as expected. After she got hit in the head with a belt and got a freaking pile driver. 
and Jamie Hader gets hit on the staircase and just can't come back from it. Like, a like I don't like that because it, that's making your champion worse even later. No, but I think it even like in, like worse in the beginning. I don't want to say worse because you know, listen, we're just watching the show. We're not the ones booking it. But like, also too, like I understand, like a, you're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is you know Britt Baker country. But like, wouldn't you want Britt to come out first to get that first like big initial pop? Have her come out, say hi to her family. Everyone's waving the towels. But like, no, you had Jamie Hader come out first. But and she's your AEW Women's Champion, so mm-hmm. you should have had Britt come out, get all the pomp and circumstance out of the way, and then like have like Britt like point to the entrance way. And then, like, Jamie comes out, does her thing, the pyro goes off, and then the outcasts come and attack her. And then Britt has to run up there with, run up there, and, uh, you know, save the day or whatever. So, I don't know. It was, just, it was just weird. It was just weird for me. Well, moving on to more weird. The Elite came out. And I think it was scripted specifically so we would think he was talking about CM Punk. Yeah, because, you know. Hello, I am Kenny Omega, and we are here to squash the beef. So please, Blackpool Combat Club, come out here. And it was Brian Danielson who showed up on the screen. I, I, honestly, I've been loving the heel work that Brian Danielson has been doing. Yeah, he absolutely trashes the elite. And then the Blackpool Combat Club show up from behind and attack the elite. Brian made his way out there, and uh, Don Callis came out with a chair and then ran off. Only to come back out with Takeshita to make <laughs> Takeshita, you go get him. <laughs> yeah, to make a save, uh, which I guess he had like a huge like Hulk Hogan moment. But who's Takeshka? Yeah. <laughs> but Brian Danielson, he just stood there doing nothing, and it didn't make any sense. Like, why wasn't Brian beating? I maybe there's like that mutual respect there that he didn't want to touch Takeshita or something. Probably. I just didn't get that part, but it's going to lead to that match happening some somewhere. Yeah. Uh, after that, we saw Wardlow, unfortunately, pick up the victory over Powerhouse Hobbs to become the new TNT champion. With, Earlier, uh, you know, now he's got uh, Arn Anderson in his corner now after... Uh, but, but, like, I think they did a good job of, like, when Wardlow was coming to the ring, talking about the history between QT Marshall and... Arn Anderson, like that, they had that cut in where they showed like him like turning on the whatever the Nightmare Factory or whatever it was, and you know DDTing Arn Anderson. So I think they did a good job at that. Um, it was a little confusing to me. I thought Arn Anderson was gonna have his gun or something like that. Well, I mean, he you know? did, didn't he? he was like he took it out, didn't he? I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to that. I mean, but it's like, not a real gun; it's his hand. Yeah, I know, but still, like. But as soon as the match started, they almost immediately brawled to the outside and they did a a whole like song and dance where QT Marshall got in the ring and then Arn Anderson got in the ring and then Penta super kicked QT Marshall to get back into the ring and Arn hit him with the DDT. And that to me was the meat and potatoes of the match that was supposed to be main focus, the TNT championship. And I think that was just a terrible reign for... Hobbs and there has not been a good, a good TNT rain. champion since Sammy Guevara prior Ouch. to Cody. Cody killed this title. I don't think Cody killed this title. I just think it's just and this is something the hot potatoing of this title. 
And it's something that I've mentioned on this podcast before about like, you know, that was supposed to be the, you know, TNT champions are supposed to be like the number two championship in all the wrestling. I don't think it is anymore because they're just hot potato. Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Wardlow, Samoa Joe, this guy, you know, um, Griff Garrison might be it next week, but it looks like now the next challenger for it's going to be Luchasaurus. A uh, newly revamped Luchasaurus with Christian and his turtleneck. So a Kane uh, and Ascension hybrid combo Luchasaurus. Yeah, I mean, I like the promos that, that those little promo vignettes they were doing the past couple weeks and make them look real evil. So, um, but yeah, and it sucks because it's like when Wardlow lost the TNT Championship to Hobbs, there was like I, I was under the impression there's absolutely no way in hell Will Hobbs is winning this title. He's not built up. He's not a contender for this, even. Yeah. The only person that I thought was built up to win the championship was Takeshita. Yeah. And then you have QT Marshall get involved, fight with a bunch of people on the internet saying how garbage that segment was. And then you have this rain that was garbage. Yeah, I don't think it was It was anything. I'm like, what's the I, point I want, if you like, put I the title on it? If you could put it right I'm, back on Wardlow because he could... Go ahead, sorry. It should have been a lengthy title run for Wardlow. Wardlow looks like absolute trash. He just keeps on... He had that big momentum with MJF and then just lost absolutely all of it. Well, that was that was un- unfortunately because of circumstances beyond, uh, you know... But he's just lost control. all of it. Like, there's no... They have yeah. not built it up. He's been champion... Three times now for this TNT title. It's, it's just not there. I'm just, I'm like kind of just hoping they give him like a lengthy run now. Yeah. With, well, yeah. But, you know, they got Arn Anderson in this corner now. That's what know. we said the same exact thing when Powerhouse Hobbs. I, I was not ready to have Powerhouse Hobbs be TNT champion, but when they gave him the title, I said, all I want is a lengthy run, and that reign was awful. Yep. Yeah. Again and again and again. I agree. I agree. I agree, but like, hey, it's it's good for Powerhouse Hobbs to get a title run. Good, you know, good for but him. But it did he nothing for him. Sort of, I know it did nothing for him, but still, like, you know, it it, it it giving him the credit of being, you know, somebody in all elite wrestling. Um, somebody a, to know, lose like, to Wardlow. <laughs> yeah, but like, it's, what are they going to give him? Like seventeen? What are they going to make him most? Uh, just, whatever. Let, let's move on though. Uh, you have Jay White, his first in-ring action as a member of the All Elite roster, defeating Commander, who uh, after this match is now All Elite. Um, Jay White went from the main event to the mid event. Yeah, but but here's the thing: he wouldn't be like. Unfortunately, he's not that well known in the American wrestling landscape. Yes, think I know he's had a couple. AEW, he is. AEW, it seems like they didn't know they were gonna about to get Jay White because they just I, they had nothing for him. I mean, there there's Bullet Club Gold now, which is <laughs> a tag team. Like maybe put them in the tag team. I, like I don't know. Something bigger needs to happen with Bullet Club Gold for me to be invested. When you have David Finley saying, "Nah, that doesn't exist. It's not real." Maybe it'll be something at Forbidden Door. Is he even allowed to work that if he's banned from New Japan? He's not banned from AEW. And yeah, it's but an that's AEW, New Japan. It's an a, it's a, but it's an AEW. Oof. I don't know. We'll have to. Only time will tell. I we guess we saw, have to get through. Uh, we saw Sean Spears watching this match, so I assume he'll have a match against Doing Jay the whole White. 10 gimmick. Um, And I do think, although this match had some sloppy points, it had some cool spots. Yeah, you know, Commander to walk in the top rope. They're going to make him do that every match now. Uh, 100% gonna... I think that's going to be a thing, and it's going to grow really tiring. 
It, yeah, of course it is. It's already tiring. I've seen, I've seen him do it in GCW so many times. It's like, come on. But Juice attacked Sean Spears, and Ricky Starks made the save. Yeah, so maybe it's a tag team match now. So. I mean, I think All that's right. definitely going <laughs> to be a thing. Yeah. Uh, after that, so, we saw Chris Jericho and Adam Cole in a face I think this should have ended the show. What? Yeah. This segment was awful. But there was more to it than a Sammy Guevara. Uh, you know what? I understand exactly what you mean when it should have closed the show because it had aspects of it. I understand. Yes. It started out where Adam Cole was talking to Chris Jericho saying he grew up as a fan. He's an influence on his career, etc. And Jericho brought up how he thought it was a bit rude of Adam Cole to come out and maybe help Keith Lee up last week. And then he questioned whether or not Chris Jericho can do anything without the help of Jericho Appreciation Society. I don't think he can, though. That's the thing. Are you are you the person that does that? Are you the goat? Are you just a stupid idiot? And it led to a fight between them. Daniel Garcia ran down to help. And then Britt Baker comes out, slaps Chris Jericho, and the outcasts show up. They jump Britt Baker. I don't think Soraya ever even hit Britt Baker with the kendo stick. Yeah, I mean, I, but okay. That, the, I mean, the, the main we, thing, we, this segment I thought was absolutely awful, but the one of the things that people are tearing apart, which I don't believe should be torn apart, is the way Adam Cole was cuffed to the ropes. Not at all. No, but, no, but he, was, done, they, he was cuffed to the rope. Like, yes. even though you didn't have the other cuff cuffed to the rope, he was still cuffed to the rope. Yes, I understand that completely. But that's the thing. Like, your last shot of dynamite could have been, like, you know, Britt sprawled out in the ring, beat up, and Cole, like, say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Then you cut. That's more of, like, a big end note to a show because you know Double or Nothing now. It's it's going to be Jericho versus Adam Cole. You know, his first big match, Mac, he's going to get the rub over, you know, over Jericho. But like, To me, this sets that, up Jericho and, and Soraya versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker. That, but that's a match that you can do leading into a singles match between Cole and Jericho. Um, so, like, you can have that match first and then have the other match double or nothing. But, like, I feel like that end shot of him, like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Brits all knocked out. That invests me more than Sammy Guevara getting a cheap win to right. end, close off a show. I just, I because, hated that there was no, there was barely any selling by Britt Baker here. And and for also, for too, me, Adam think, Cole lost a lot that, of credibility one, here. For him needing one, to be saved by Britt Baker, what's his girlfriend? You know, she's bad, a badass. She's one, of the, she's one of the real pillars of AEW. You it's should like, not need to be saved like that. That made no sense for me. Also, they, they're too, just trying it was her, so hard to get this was, relationship on TV. It was her hometown crowd as well, so you know you're going to get a pop from the crowd. You're going to get a pop from the crowd in the in the stadium. And by the way, I think Adam Cole and Britt Baker both look extremely weak by not having a response for MJF. How do you not yeah, have some sort of keep... response there? Because in a couple of months, Adam Cole is going to take the title of MJF, and he's going to have a huge response there. Maybe in a couple months, he's like, That's... "Yeah, MJF, I heard you. What you've been talking about me? You've been talking about my girlfriends." And you know what? Maybe you should stop talking and face me in a three-man Iron Man match at a Revolution <laughs> or something like that. So you're the real Iron Man. Let's have a two-hour Iron Man match. But yeah, like you know what? Like I thought this should have closed the show. 
rather than the the main the, the main event that was. But overall, did you think it was a really bad segment? I don't think it was a really bad. But segment. But a bad segment. I. It wasn't I a good segment. Care. I don't care. I. That's the thing. I just don't care. Whatever it happened. They're trying to build more of a story than just the in-ring wrestling here. Um, you know, like, I don't understand why the Outcasts had to get involved. Why wasn't Ty or Anna Jay getting involved? Right, exactly. Yeah. Where was Keith Lee? Nobody came out for Adam Cole. It was the only yeah. person available to back Adam Cole up was Britt Baker? Well, it's her hometown, so, like... But, like, again, like... I, like yes, I know that they try to always put the hometown uh, hero up. In their hometown, in their hometown here, but like, what you could have got a lot of heat for the Outcasts by having them win that women's tag team match, like so much heat, and like could have had Britt get the pinfall, and let's say like Britt was like, you know, she got a pile driver and a, and a freaking championship title to the face, like you could have had her like bandaged up, running out to the ring, and she would have gotten a huge pop from the crowd, but like, a pop from the crowd does not translate. To television, you know, Bully Ray, I was listening to Bully Ray on Busted Open this week, and he said, like, you're not working for the crowd in the ring, especially on live TV. You're working for the worldwide audience. So I think that's something that maybe was kind of failed there. So AEW, I feel like, is specifically just the audience, not TV. Maybe that's something that they still have to work on. Very much so. stop. Let's continue on. You had a six-man match. Before this, though, on Rampage, you had the Jericho Appreciation Society come out. They all rapped. Which is awesome. Which is absolutely incredible. Which it's so weird because I feel like it's been weeks since we've seen the full JAS together. Yeah. It's just been Swagger and 2.0 together. And then Jericho's off doing his stuff. And then Sammy's off doing his stuff. and, And Garcia's with Jericho. Well, remember when the Blackpool Combat Club and uh, Daniel Bryan weren't together for a while? Yeah, and I just think that's yeah. goofy. Yeah, Especially to, in this, like, for this thing, you have the back-to-back segments and there was no crossover whatsoever. Yeah, it was that, that was, was so that weird. I could say was strange. But on Rampage, you had them get cut off by the acclaimed, um, and the, the three of them went to go throw hands, but Billy Gunn went to... Uh, cut Matt Menard's hair and, and the JS saved him and it sets up this six man tag match, which is the, the final match we'll speak about for dynamite Yeah, <laughs> where the acclaim teamed up with Billy Gunn to defeat the Jericho appreciation society where, um, now the acclaim don't have to join the JS, yep. but they attacked the acclaim before the match started before the bell and they cheated a few times. Once right in front of the referee, and uh, and Angelo Parker ended up clocking Jake Hager by mistake. Yeah, I guess he doesn't like that hat. Well, I mean, by mistake, not yeah. on purpose. It was a joke. It was a joke. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what they're doing with this feud. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's, it's fun, you know. I, I enjoyed the, the, the raps by the... Uh, by the JAS, so it's just something to keep him on TV and keep uh, Daddy Magic just being obnoxious on the microphone. But I just thought it was very, especially for this segment to go back to back. It so was yeah, just... no, I understand that too. I was just like, oh, there's no turnover. Maybe like, maybe like the Jericho Appreciation Society would still be celebrating with the Outcast, and all of a sudden the music would hit again, and they'd come outside and they'd be like, oh hey, what's up, brother? You know, okay, now we're gonna see what makes Daddy Magic's nipples head. <laughs> 
Like when, because wow. I knew the only thing that I knew going into this episode of Dynamite was that we were going to be seeing the acclaimed to Billy Gunn defeat the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. And I'm, I just kept waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. And then Jericho's music hit. I was like, oh, it's happening right now. And then they're like, we're doing a face-to-face with Adam Cole and Chris. I was like, what? When yeah. is this segment happening? Yeah, it was, it was just, it was just, I don't, this, for me as a fan, it was just a weird booking of how the show went this week. So, next week, Taya versus Jay Cargill, so, and then you'll see some more fallout from this stuff. And we'll continue, uh, continue on in the year that is professional wrestling of 2023. So, anyway, on that note, let's get to my match of the week. Oh, wait a minute, we're not getting to my match of the week, because I want to talk about Impact and how we have two new Impact champions. So, uh, shout out to Steve McAleer, he's your new Impact World Champion. After, unfortunately, Josh Alexander had to forfeit the title, he beat Kushida at Rebellion. So, uh, going from a uh, forgotten son to a world champion, bravo to him. I think that's awesome. I think that's very awesome. Um, and then, props to Deanna Perrazzo, her... Uh, her and her husband are now world champions as she uh, claimed the Impact Knockouts Championship after Mickey James had to forfeit the championship due to injury. Do we know uh, what the defe- injury is or no? No, it hasn't been disclosed. So, um, but yeah. So, and then Nick Aldis is back in Impact also. So, cool. I mean, I watch. I watched most of Rebellion. I think and, he's feuding you know, with Macklin, right? Who Aldis? No, he's like he's looking. I think the next they said last night on Impact it's going to be PCO versus Macklin. Well, yeah, I so saw look, that, but I could swear I saw some stuff where Macklin was posting photos of him in the military saying stuff to um, Nick Aldis. Oh yeah. So hey, maybe it's uh, eventually that match will happen, but you know, for now it's going to be PCO and. Uh, PCO Macklin. So, bravo to Deanna Perrazzo. Bra- bravo to... Yeah, it says Nick Aldis is back in Impact, and he has his sights are set on Steve Macklin. Yeah, because he came on Rebellion and sat like commentary during the world title match. So. Oh. Yeah. So. Well, I guess All maybe right. Nick oh, Aldis now... said something about pressure, and then that led to him posting the picture saying, don't talk about pressure, you don't know a thing about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, All right. So, yep, that's it. Congratulations, Macklin. Congratulations, Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, the age of the virtual says back. And on that note, let's get to my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week this week. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Emi Sakura, Taya Dakari, really hard hitting female women's action. Um, and I hope that Taya wins the TBS championship next week. Yeah. Free her from rampage. Damn it. Yeah. Free, yeah. But then she'll be defending the TBS title on rampage. Exclusively. All right. So that's it. Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey there, Hiff. We should listen to Brandon's shoutouts. The first shoutout goes to Beef, which is a new show on Netflix. I believe you've checked it out. I saw the first, like, two episodes, but then I wasn't able to uh, continue with it. It stars Steven Yun and Ali Wong, and I, they, they, they did so damn good in this show. It all spawns from a road rage incident, and it basically consumes their whole life. But yeah, it was a little bit too. It was a little bit far for me. Like they were really obsessed with all of it. <laughs> like, yeah, they were sick. I hope it gets picked up for a second season, but it it it, it was such a well done show. Uh-huh. 
next shout out's going to Florida Man, which is a limited series also on Netflix, starring Edgar Ramirez, Abby Lee, Anthony LaPaglia, and a bunch of others. Clark Gregg is a recurring character on the show. And also directed a couple of episodes. But it's a crime drama where the main character has to return to Florida to find a mobster's girlfriend. And everything eventually like intertwines with each other. Mm-hmm. It's from Jason Bateman's production company. He has a deal with Netflix. And this is one of the, the shows that they produced. But given that it's marked as a limited series, I don't know if we'll see a second season. If it's limited, I doubt it. I would like another season because I feel like they can definitely do more. They left off where they could have more Continue of the story. Yeah, so I uh, I watched all of this in one day. So I would say definitely, yeah. I think it was uh, seven hours worth. Maybe a little okay. under seven hours worth, but I would say definitely check it out. There's it, there's parts where it's like slow, where you're like wondering like how is this going to even connect to this, but mm-hmm. it eventually all ties together. So yeah, I'd say check it out on Netflix. And then the last shout out goes to Taylor Swift's song "Mean," because it was a surprise song that she did at her uh, her Tampa show last weekend, and. If you're unfamiliar with the song, then you're living under a rock. It came about after a music critic basically tore her apart for her appearance, her uh, her performance at the Grammys with Stevie Nicks, and called her off key, etc. And the chorus, she sings, "Someday I'll be living in a big old city," and. All you're ever going to be is mean. Someday I'll be big enough so you can't hit me. And all you're ever going to be is mean. And, all you're ever going to be is mean. And I was listening to that song on TikTok because that's what, of course, I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think she's like far surpassed that someday in that song. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And I, and I think it's I think it's incredibly impressive that she like 14 million people tried to buy tickets on the first day to her tour. Mm-hmm. She plays the sold out venues every single night in every single city that she's in. 30,000 plus people watched different TikTok streams of it every single night. There's like at least 30,000 people watching on TikTok. And I just think it's remarkable I'll always be jealous of of anyone who gets to go to that that tour. <laughs> I've entered every contest possible at this point that I I'm aware of to win tickets. Don't lose ho- uh, hope. So I know our cousin went, and that's I'm very jealous. Yes, yes. So those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our. Right, our mark out moment of the week. Sticking with uh, Taylor Swift, by the way. Seeing Billy Joel was at Taylor Swift's show. 
I think that was so cool. And it, like my brain can't handle them being in the same picture together almost. <laughs> Your brain goes into overload. And it's like, I don't want to say it's unfair, but it's like unfair. It's like, why can't I meet Billy Joel or why can't I be at Taylor Swift's concert? I mean, maybe you just have to hit up Billy. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't even know. I have dreams sometime where I could just drive around the east coast of Long Island and run into Billy Joel. It could happen. But I don't I don't think that'll ever happen. But then again, I never thought I'd be meeting Taylor Swift, and that happened. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wrestling-wise, uh, Mark Out Moments, they aired a TikTok video on NXT with Sol Ruka and Danny Palmer where Tank Ledger walked in and, and Hank Walker made everybody uh, congratulate him on his debut last week. And, and everybody, like, hyped him up and everything. But Wesley Blake was in that segment. I had no clue he was back in WWE as a, a trainer or a coach. So I marked out for that. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, 2K released uh, the, the Steiner Rowe DLC this week. And we got moves for Pat McAfee. I don't understand why he was taken out of he the game. He should be in it. They took out his entrance when people found it, like the the video and stuff that yeah, was left over from they, it. They're finding they everything out his signs on signs and, and logos and stuff, but I, I really don't get why Pat McAfee was left out if if they're now giving us his moves and everything. Yeah, but Two uh, K did in fact update the WCW Women's Championship, so I popped for that. I think they must have felt like complete morons when it was pointed out what the WCW Women's Championship was in the game. Mm-hmm. But now it's the correct one, so kudos to them for doing that. Uh, you got any mark-out moments? Ooh, mark-out moment of the week. Well, I think that my mark-out moment was I was watching uh, Telemundo, and they were showing a commercial of the upcoming soccer game, Football. Uh, between, I believe it was Mexico and maybe USA. And they were using Emma's theme song as a sample in the background. They were using Emma's theme song, and I definitely marked out for that. It was the one for the bubbles, where she used to like pop the bubbles and everything like that. Um, I also marked out for uh, Carol G on um, SNL. Marked out for Carol G's performances. I mean, I thought that... I definitely won't pronounce this correct, but the first one that she did was like I mean both of them were awesome, but then the Mientras Mecoro del Cora. Uh like it's the sampling Don't Worry Be Happy with everything and it, it was just awesome. Um so marked out for SNL. But yeah, that is all I have. I think uh, the the Emma theme song was short term memory. Short term memory? Yeah, and I guess it was a uh, um, production song. What are they called? Uh-huh. Apparently MJF's is too, I think. Yeah, MJF's is also. Which I had no yeah. clue until Chris pointed that out. Yeah, so if anybody wants to use it, have at it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, that is episode... Music, whatever huh? I don't know what it's called. I forget what it's called. Royalty free, but yeah. not. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, one of those. You have but, to contact yeah. them. It's like the 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 Firefly Funhouse theme song. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. But this is episode 637. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Go check us out, marketout.com. Go check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Send us an email. Buy a t-shirt over at prowrestlingtees.com slash out. Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, marketout.com. Did you say marketout.com? I don't know if you did. Just not Apple Podcasts. Don't check us out on there. You won't find us. We wish you the... the... Best, Best of luck love. in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Oh. Oh.